Hey, if you love The Goon Show, I'll bet you'll love my new comedy podcast called Expertise, where a fake expert makes up fake facts about real things. It's nutty, zany, silly, with lots of room for improvisation, just like The Goons. Join us, won't you, at funnypodcast.co. This is the BBC Light Programme. The Reason Why. The story of an unexplained phenomena. Eighteen seventy-six and all's well. Eighteen seventy-six. And my master, the Hon. Harold Bowles, MP, was at that time a Member of Parliament in Parliament. It has come to my notice that in the region of the tram stop near the clock of the historical omnibus tram of 1873, there are certain irregularities. What about the irregularities in my apartment? I tell you, I was no more yesterday evening. Uh... Please, Honourable Member. Please, Honourable Member. Lord Browning, continue. Yes, well, it appears that there is a large hole or gap in the Thames embankment wall. It only appeared recently, and to date, nothing has been done about it. Oh, Set in the gunboat. Oh, sorry, I was Oh. This whole log gap in the is it really necessary? No, no, it, it's not really necessary. Then I suggest it be abolished as an unnecessary expense. Well, this hole isn't costing us anything. Ah, oh, that sounds reasonable. Look up. Mr. Bowles explain. He has the figures, Mr. Bowles. Thank you, yes. It is as Lord Browning points out. I don't wish to do you. It is as Lord Browning points out. The danger this hall presents, i.e., last winter on certain foggy and dark type nights, citizens of London Town fell through this gap in the Thames and wet their clothes. The crux of the matter is this. These people, as a result of their wetting, catch colds. These citizens, in turn, are suing the government for the monies laid out in medical fees. The question is, would it be cheaper to pay up claims or fill in the hole? Fill in the hole. Are you in Parliament? Just Have many people fallen through this hole? Uh, oh, well, uh, Sir Mortley Bridge, this is your department. Yes, How many people fell? People fell. Fell to the Thames last year, yes. I have the separate figures for men and women. And women. The figures for men for the months January, February, and March. 32, 56, and 41. And the figure for women? 32, 21, 39. Huh. An ideal figure for a woman. Yeah. Right. May I ask... Yeah. May I ask how this whole organic embankment came about in the first place? He was left there by the builder. Well, I suppose he forgot to take it away. <laughs> he got it, you see? Oh, he forgot to take it away. <laughs> How? How? With fill? Oh, nonsense. With bricks, of course. Bricks? 
there's always a radical somewhere. Oh, no, Sir Fools. No, indeed, England can afford something better than bricks. Bravo. I'll think of something. There is always a way out. That night, my master, on Bowles, MP, was having dinner with a friend at number 10, 11, 12, and 13 Downing Street. <laughs> I say, I hope the ladies didn't hear that one. Yes, it was a bit loud, wasn't it? Mr. Prime Minister, you haven't introduced me to your guest. Oh, yes, certainly. Uh, this is the Honourable Harold Bowles, MP. And Bowles, this is Lord Thin, the famous builder and sculptor. Builder and sculptor? What do you sculpt? Houses. Do you use a model? My dear old grandmother. You see, it's a family business. I see. A sculptor, you say? By Jove, you might be the very man. Oh? Let's... Let's go out on the balcony. Certainly. Excuse me. I, uh, I think your friend has a hole in his pocket. Jove, so he has. Uh, allow me to introduce him to you, uh, Count Moriarty, uh, the Honourable Bowles. Pleased uh, to meet you, Honourable Bowles. Montplegger, Montplegger. The Count is a model much in demand by artists on the continent. Really? You know. Yes, he posed... For the original Eiffel Tower. Good, how he's changed. Oh, pardon me, would you gentlemen like your coffee on the balcony? Haven't you any cups? <clears throat> now then, Lord Finn, you may have read in the press that the Thames Embankment has a hole in it. <laughs> and the whole world is laughing at England. It's not very pretty, is it? Have you a solution? Of course, fill the gap with an edifice. An edifice? <laughs> Much too big and expensive. A statue, then. My card. Sculptor. Special summer rates to politicians, England and Spawn. What is Spawn? A soft, porous metal mined in agony by the inhabitants of the Urals. So it is that all the time. I could make you a Spawn statue to fill that hole. The price? With season ticket, £39, $3. Where are the $3? I intend finishing the work in America. How do you mean to travel there? Yes. I see. £39. Hmm, a bit expensive. Yeah. Could you quote a smaller figure? I could. Bus 12, waist 3, hips 48. Oh. That would never fill the gap. It must fill somebody's. After all, it's spring, you know. Seasons and, uh... have no effect on this gap. Uh, hello, gentlemen. Do you mind if I join you? <laughs> Why, hello, Lord Harrods. Just talking about the gap in the embankment. Ah, that's just what I wanted to see you about. The British ambassador in Alexandra tells me that just outside the town there is a wealth of ancient statuary going begging. Begging? They should be stopped. The PM believes that one of these monuments could be used to fill the gap. What a splendid idea. That would save us spending £39, $3, and the one Lord Thin has tempted for. On the On Mem's suggestion, that night my master, On Bowles, as was his custom, walked naked in the garden playing the violin, at one and the same time dictating a certain letter to his secretary. Dear Ambassador, I will be coming to Alexandria next month on state business. Signed, on Harold Bowles. Read that back, will you, my man? All right. Read it back. Oh, yeah. Um, what's that word? What's that word? word? <laughs> it says, Dear Ambassador. Oh, yeah. Dear Ambassador. Um, can't make out this next one. Um, I will be. Oh, yeah. I will be. That's right. Go on, then. I will be arriving in Alexandria next month. Fine, fine. Sign on Harold Bowles. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. You better run out and pull that mooy good mooy at once. Take that! You nipped. Take this letter to the post at once. Okay, okay, okay. Ten to one, he won't find a post box. Don't tell one I do. Now to prepare for the journey. William, where's that old wrinkled retainer? William! Yeah, I'll come, sir. And the wrinkled retainer. William, I'm going to Egypt. Goodbye, mate. Come back here. Right, right. I'm not going now. I've only just sent the letter informing them of my arrival. Oh, yeah, I better post it. No, 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 post it! Dart. Now, William, I'll leave my Gladstone bag in my Disraeli suitcase. Right, sir. I'll get the pawn tickets and collect your pawns. <laughs> Splendid. Back my deer stalker, because I'll be doing some deer stalking. I might do some rabbit stalking, too. Oh, pack your rabbit stalker as well. Uh, Mr. Bowles, uh, here are your boat and train tickets. First-class sleeper standing up, reduced summer rates for the politicians facing east. I've got to stand all the way to Egypt. Oh, no, sir. You're allowed to sit down at Port Suez for three minutes. Ah, the wonders of travel, Greenslade. Well, let's drink to a successful trip. Let's celebrate, chaps. Put on a cylinder of wax. On the 3rd of May, on a torrid afternoon, my master, on bowels, arrived at the British Embassy, Alexandria. Curse these flies. Uh, pardon me, sir. There is a naked man playing the fiddle outside. Sounds like a professional. Cineform. This way forward, sir. Ah, thank you. Good morning, sir. Come in. Let me take your violin for you. Abdul, burn this on the fire. Now then, uh, who are you? I'm the Honourable Harold Bowles, MP. Thank you. Shall we dance? Love to. Come, As the two beautiful creatures waltzed through the embassy, my master, on Bowles, told of his hoping to find an Egyptian monument to fit the gap and was passed to the notorious gap filler, Major Bloodnock. The message says he's coming here sideways today about 11. Let's see, this is an hour and a half. Oh, I have time for a little more work. Now, where's that catalogue? Um, ah, yeah. Bust 42, waist 20, hips 44. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, dear sir, I am... Oh, oh, I am a keen art student of 21. Oh, please forward to me in the plain wrappers your continental selection of students' art studies. Signed, 
Augustus Jones. Oh. Oh. Uh, pardon. pardon me, sir. What? what? Uh, there's two men called Honourable Bowles outside, sir. Oh, Honourable Bowles? This way, sir. Ah. How do you do, sir? Oh, how are you? Welcome to freedom. Thank we you. must have a drink, lad, eh? No, no, I'm sorry, Major. I'm dreadfully tired. I... I think as we're rising early tomorrow, I'd, I'd like to get to bed. You're right, Bowles. You're perfectly right. And now, make up the ironing board in the spare room, will you? Never mind, please. I, I'll sleep on the floor. Will you? Good. Brian, uh, good night, lad. Good night. Who's that? <laughs> the shaman at the foot of my bed. Light the candle. I can't. The wick's fused. <laughs> Hands up, you there in the dark. Don't move. I'm holding a loaded sock in my hand and a lace glove on my foot. Bloodlock, tied to a chair with tires. Yes. Keep still, whoever you are. Do you hear me? I'm an Englishman, sir. One false move and I'll shout bang. Oh. Get these chains on the swine. Stuff <laughs> 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 this gag in his mouth. Yes. There. Stand to the chair there. Now then, tell us who you are. I'm Blibbertal. God, yes, Bluebottle. He came over on the clipper with me. Really? Yes, he's my ADC. He looks nothing like one. I'll have him destroyed. Oh, no, no. He's very useful at spotting pterodactyl. Fine. We haven't had one of those for years. I have brought his message from the London. Let me see. Letter of Mr. Gladstone, the Prime Minister. I'll put my court uniform on and read it. Dear Honourable Bowles, I have just heard that uh, you are bringing back an Egyptian-type statue to fill our beloved gap in the Thames Wall. The uh, ministers have been instructed to give you all the aid in their power. We should like to have the whole filled in to commemorate the Silver Jubilee. The Silver Jubilee? Get in the station. Don't look. Hold of the camels. Two camels, please. <laughs> So my master, the On Bowles, journeyed to the great desert of Jira, outside Karnak. Karnak, ancient city of the Third Dynasty, abounding in remains of a once great civilization, a sort of oriental Cleethorpes. <laughs> On this scene arrived my master, the Honourable Bowles and Escort. Ah, Honourable Bowles and Escort, we are the curators of the archaeological findings in this area. What are your findings? Not guilty. Splendid. How do you do? How do you do, sir? Not guilty. I'm Lord Khan, also not guilty. I joined on Bowles yesterday. How nice for you. <laughs> We've been informed that there's a giant obelisk around here. Ah, yes, that's the Cleopatra's needle, 67 feet high and 10 foot square at the base. Jove, Aunt Bowles, those are the exact measurements of the gap in the Thames embankment. You might have hit it first time. Just think, there was that sculptor trying to charge us £39.3, and we can get it all for free. <laughs> Knighthoods will be in order, Bowles. <laughs> Indeed, son. Can't let's examine this over this kind of... How nice for them. My master, on Bowles, along with Lord Thun, 
made camp at the side of the great obelisk, and a series of examinations of it were made by the engineer royal, Mr. Thong. Hmm. Well, yes, it appears to be in one piece, made of red sandstone. Weighs about, let me see now. It's about 150 tons, I should say. Be a bit of a devil to get back to the old country, wouldn't it? Very well, gentlemen. I've arranged for her to be given a buoyant wooden jacket and towed home behind the SS Carthania. It was a great sight, as my master on bows observed 2,000 labourers sweating and straining as the great colossus was lifted and dusted. Finally, after three months, it was put in its wooden container and launched. I say, it's sunk. How long will it take to raise it? Oh, only about a week, lad. A week? <laughs> this is starting to cost money. To date with wages and the salvage, it's 1,500 pounds. Yes, 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 but you don't realise that this obelisk is free. You couldn't get one for that price anywhere in England. Yes. I, I keep forgetting. I say, Boris, <laughs> the overseer says he doesn't think we can raise the obelisk by hand, says we'll need deep water salvage vessels. Oh. Well, we'll contact Naval Base Alexandria and request immediate aid. We've got to hurry. Remember, the Silver Jubilee is only a month away. How much longer to lift this thing? The divers say it's difficult to see to attach the cable, sir. The water's very, very muddy. Well, can't we go where the water's clearer? Aye, we did that, but we discovered that the obelisk wasn't there, sir. What terribly bad luck. Don't you worry, sir. We'll soon have her up. Sir, Robert, hurry, can Baron Dune in this position? Uh-huh. Up, Angels. Head for safe harbour. Nonsense, Scottish captain. I have a perfect plan for saving the obelisk with no danger to life, limb, or Herbert Lobb. Honorable Bowers, I hear that the obelisk is at the bottom of the sea. I am afraid this dust won't do. Signed, Gladstone. They're getting impatient. And now there's a fresh bill for £12,000 for the Admiralty for the two ships wrecked in the hurricane. Well, don't worry. Skipper says the needle should be lifted by nightfall. Nightfall? We'll have to wait till it gets dark for that. Well, can't we do it at nightfall while it's still light? <laughs> Sorry, sir, but that's the best place for him. Oh, sir, was it something I said? 
Don't worry about him. He's off the current persona non grata list. Now, couldn't we move the obelisk to clearer water? Then we could see it. That's too heavy off the persona non grata list. Send our bell and all away. On May the 8th, the master sent the following message to the PM. At last, the cylinder containing Cleopatra's needle has been raised. It set out this morning, towed by the ship SS Harbour. We will conclude unfinished business and follow in a week's time. We have to break camp and smash crockery and hurl elephants. Lord Sun has been cured of sulphur drugs. Please send £8,000 to pay all the outstanding bills. This may sound a lot, but remember, the obelisk hasn't cost us a penny. There. Now... Read that back. What this first word? Yes. Oh, okay, I'll it. Now for England, home and beauty. Mr. Prime Minister, the on bows has been captured by a savage Bedouin tribe. They demand a ransom of thirty thousand pounds. Pay it. Thirty thousand pounds is very cheap for an Englishman. Yes, sir. Um, uh, any uh, news from the Admiralty about the obelisk? Uh... Yes, sir. Uh, it is at this moment uh, passing the Straits of Gibraltar. Straits of Gibraltar? They sound like nice people. They are, sir. <laughs> Meantime, in the Bedouin camp... There is a British courier telling from London. Send him in. I do. This will be the ransom. You all go behind the screen. Come in. Greetings, Sheikh. I brought the ransom money for the release of honorable pals. Show me the money. No, no, will not. I have been warned of the mistress of the East. I will show you half of the money. All right. Bring me my sword and I'll show you half of Mr. Bowers. No, no. Do not chop it him into two. Here's the money for you, 20,000 pounds. All right, Bowers, you can come out. Hello. We're free. Oh, let's go to the picture. No, no, it's London for us. And the erection of Cleopatra's needle. Well, there's bad news about that. It's got cut off from the tow ship during a storm, and it's lost, I fear. Oh, dash. So, my master, the On Bows, chartered a squadron of Arab dows to scour the seven seas. Total cost of the venture to date... £39,000. Yes, but as the Honourable Bowles had said so often... Really? It's worth it. After all, we're getting it for nothing, aren't we? <laughs> Object and sea ahead! Three points to starboard! Did you hear that? Yes, sir, I said it! You, Bowles, I've just got the spyglass on it. It is... It is, it's the obelisk. Captain Stench, heave two. No, you'd better heave three to be on the safe side. 
There's starboard side and port side, but there's no safe side, sir. Oh, don't argue, it's drifting aft. Hurry! Scrand, screw the scandalony! Spawn girl the mizzen! I'm crungle the whack top! Crage the lager and work all the canapid nail! Quirrell's the tonker yard all miles, the moby batten the hearts and turlock meal. I don't know how he does it, but he's all a soul willing, you know. Good news, Barrels. We've got the obelisk in tow again, but we have to beach it as soon as it's waterlogged. Make for the nearest coast. Ask Portnagel, sir, and we all know what comes from there. Hard a blonde on the guard, Neil, and Vargle the gold. I don't know how he does it, sir. I don't know. Adia on the bowels. We hear that the obelisk is now resting on a Portuguese beach. This will never do. The silver jubilee is but stones throw away. Send a reply. Here's a Gladstone. Fear not. The obelisk will be in the Pool of London in a stone throw's time. And so my master, the On Bowels, brought the great obelisk safely home and supervised its erection. Oh, pardon me, Mr. On Bowels. I believe you have a certain amount of things which ought to be lodged in the base of the old uh, obelisk there. Yes, indeed, there are quite a few things to go in the time capsule. Lord Benteen, check them off from this list, will you? Articles in two large earthenware jars at the base of Cleopatra's needle. Standard foot and pound. Bronze model of the obelisk, scale half inch to the foot. Copies of the magazine engineering printed on vellum. Piece of the obelisk, stone. Empress of India, rupee. Parchment copy of Dr. Bircher's translation of the obelisk's hieroglyphics. Portrait of Queen Victoria. Bradshaw's railway guide. Mappin's sculling razor. Box of hairpins and ladies' ornaments. Tangai's hydraulic jack as used in raising the obelisk. Wire ropes and specimens of submarine cables. Map of London. Photographs of one dozen pretty English women. Two-foot rule. London directory. Whitaker's Almanac, and a copy of the Times the day the obelisk was set up. And on the Tond of Mule, 1882, the obelisk Cleopatra's Needle was unveiled by Anna Neagle and Anton Walbrook. This must be a proud day for you, on Bottles. Thursday. Yes? Yes, at last the gap is filled. Filled with an obelisk that we got for nothing. Oh, here's the bill for erecting it. 20,000 pounds. Hmm. That makes a grand total of 180,000 pounds, eight shillings. Yes. I... I, um... I, I suppose it was worth it. Every penny of it. <laughs> Are you, are you ready now? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, 
and quick with a car out there? Yeah. Perhaps you have been listening to the authentic story of Cleopatra's Needle. Yeah. Historical consultant, Professor Toynbee. That is, Professor Jim Toynbee of Hyde Park Railings. Right now for full details. Is that your shoe on the floor, Taking part in The Reason Why were Spike Milligan, Peter Sellers, Harry Seacombe and Valentine Dial. The script by Spike Milligan, announcer Wallace Greenslade and this recorded production was by Jakes Brown. As John Lennon said, love those goon shows. Just a quick reminder for more comedy fun, come on over to funnypodcast.co for the expertise comedy podcast.